Hi, and welcome to LS Fables Podcast. I'm Liv. And I'm Sterling. And we're going to answer one of your questions about writing our books or the indie author process. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at LS Fables or here on Spotify. If you want more writing tips and tricks or information about our latest releases, join our newsletter at lsfables.com. So today's question is, what is the writing process between two authors? Uh, and we've had that question submitted in various ways several times. And um, for those of you who might just be joining us for the first time, Liv and I uh, co-author novels together. So we both write in the story. It's not just one of us writing. Um, we're not alone in our house typing away. Uh, it's two people collaborating. And I kind of think of it as collaborative storytelling in, in that kind of sense. Like we're both putting in ideas and lore and plot and all of that. So um, we are two authors who are individuals, and then we write together one story. So that's kind of a little bit of background on that question. So Liv, what do you think? Like, what is the writing process between us? It starts pretty simply, right? Uh, we come up with an idea. I feel like seven times out of ten, you come up with the idea. <laughs> <laughs> and say, hey, I want to write a book about, insert expletive here, <laughs> badass ladies or pirates or, you know, something. I, I agree. I usually come up with this really vague idea and then you usually tighten that up a little bit. Yeah, I feel um, like that is... What uh, I do. You have ideas, but we are usually still trying to tighten up the idea that I originally <laughs> produced. So, um, but so one of us will inevitably have an idea and we'll talk about it. And that often leads to the rabbit hole of like Pinterest boards. Yeah. And finding names, music, designing cultures. It's yeah. just this whole, before we even get to, like, the story, <laughs> we create the world. And you know what that sort of reminds me of? is, As a little girl, um, my favorite part of playing with dolls specifically was not the actual playing, but setting up the whole story <laughs> that the dolls were going to act out. This is Sarah, and she's going to go be a doctor, but first she has to get her driver's license. I always had a very <laughs> realistic expectations for my dolls. Um, and I would play with other kids, but I was much more interested in the the front half of the play. And I'm less, going to be this. And yeah. You can be this. And, and, and this is how this is going to happen. And then after that happens, we're going to go do this. And then this... I almost never got to the play because inevitably my mom would show up to pick me up from my play date, right? And I'd be like, Mom, I just got the whole thing down. <laughs> I didn't really, you know, I think that might be the difference between a storyteller and a writer versus like an actor or a performer is do you prefer designing the, the story or? or acting out the story? Oh, okay. And I personally, despite being a complete drama, like I love the spotlight. <laughs> I, as with dolls specifically, I always preferred the part where you set up. And I kind of equate that to the writing process because we spend a lot of time. And when I say a lot of time, it's not a lot of time, but we probably spend a week to two weeks. Yeah, but I mean, all things considered, that's a relatively small amount of time. 
big picture, but for you and I, that's also like a lot of time devoted to Pinterest. Yeah, we can we can finding names. write half a book in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> like when we sit down and do it, we really do it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. step one. Step one: have idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Step two, make background info for said idea. Or create a world for your idea to exist in. Yeah. For example, do you remember what the the starting idea was for Call of Calamity? Like the whole series? I, the series or specifically Vassal? Specifically Vassal. I believe that would be me. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure that one was you. And I think that I was like, I want to write. A really crazy vengeful goddess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that was it. And then the rest of it was just centered around how the characters deciding which characters were going to interact with the goddess and what would happen. The dynamics and what would happen with a really strict person interacting with this crazy person and what would interact with a really meticulous, uh, you know excitable person which was of course Etienne and yeah and and then my take was on what happens if one of the followers of the goddess meets yeah her it's and like, she's like not at all what they were expecting yeah like the grass so is like, always greener right like you, you, she yeah. didn't know and then she meets her goddess and her goddess is not what her faith led her to believe that she was previously. Yes, so there was that whole storyline about losing the faith and like yeah. trying to rediscover oneself and then after we had those basic things, it was like, we want these characters and to have these interactions. So let's build a world where that's that, possible. Where that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. So for Vassal specifically, the characters came first and the world came second. And we have a second series that we're already working on. Uh, and right now, Rough Draft, we're calling it the Contender Series, but it may not be called that in the end. Yeah. And it started with characters as well. Specifically. Uh, Inyabi and the boys. Yes, that's true. Specifically Inyabi and the boys. I wanted to write a bad guy being doing good things. Yeah, it's, it's like the villain that you like because they're not really a villain, even though their behavior is villainous. Yes, and... Then I love a good wanted, villain. And then you wanted to work in the whole, like, gladiatorial yeah. sort of... Um, Pit fighter... Yeah. Yeah, kind of nitty gritty side of that, which yeah. um, so far their story has kind of gotten to a point where we're, we're pretty solid with the boys that we know, and I'm really pleased with it. But aside from distraction, so <laughs> have an idea, create a world. Uh, no, have an idea, create characters, and then create a world where those characters work. Yes. Um, that might be backwards. A lot of people might think. Do the world building first. Like, you want to make the beautiful world, especially in fantasy. When I think a lot of us are here in reading fantasy books and sci-fi books because we want that awe factor. The, oh my god, can you imagine living in a world where the sun is dying and all of humanity lives in a strip of earth, like in Mark Lawrence's The Red Sister series and stuff like that. We uh, Sci-fi and fantasy readers love that stuff. But for Alice Fables, it's all about the characters. Yeah, which and their arcs and stuff like that is a constant comment we've gotten from reviewers and beta readers. It's is something that, we like, do really well. The characters are like legit. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, not to like boast or anything, but um, it's almost like a, a psychology experiment in a way. So we've got our idea and we've got our characters, and now we've created a world to put them in. 
We finally get to writing. Oh, no, you skipped a step. Oh, I'm sorry. We do an outline. Oh, yes. Well, that was part of writing. We write the outline. Okay, yes. Well, okay. It's before the actual writing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, we make an outline, which is another really big process for us. I don't think it takes as long as the, the like, brainstorming stuff. I think we can knock out an outline in, like, a day or two. Yeah. Well, I would disagree. I would say, like, really? the Contender Series probably took us a week. Yes, but we wrote the outline for three books. <laughs> <laughs> three large epic fantasy books. Okay, well, that kind of uh, breaks down to like two and a half days per book. Okay. So uh, we do create an outline, and I think we're going to do a podcast specifically about outlining because we had questions about do you outline? How do you outline? And we do. Yes. Uh, I didn't before I met her. Yeah. But (laughs) I will take credit for that as well. I'm an outlining fiend. I love outlining. It is super fun for me. I don't think it's fun, but I do. I will admit that it gets us where we want to go. And we change some. We don't always like stick 100% to the outline, but it's like our roadmap for the journey that we're writing. Before I started outlining, and I know this is not a podcast on outlining, so I won't like go on about it forever, but before I started outlining, I had a really hard time making sure my stories ended. Oh, yeah. I had probably 10 stories in my little saved document <laughs> that just never found their way to the ending. And maybe yeah. they took really cool twists and turns. I have a sci-fi that's, you know, like, gosh, it's probably close to a thousand pages of a book but it doesn't have an ending it still doesn't have an ending (laughs) yeah so it's like well then what's the the darn point um and i really enjoyed it and um and and the the point of writing is to be creative i don't think the point of writing is to produce something like if you just write to have fun or express yourself then you're doing the right thing yeah but as soon as I kind of got a little fed up with my stories never having that ending, which is cathartic for me for yeah. it to end. I need it to end. Yeah. Um, as soon as I started doing outlines and being like, this is what's going to happen. And I was flexible. But as soon as I started doing that, I started producing stories that beginning, middle, end. There was a, an end. And that's the, a really. There's like a, a decent plot arc and the ending is satisfying or makes sense or is leaves you hanging like we want you to. Or, yeah. Yeah. So we do outline. Yes. Let's write. We do outline. Then we write, which, of course, is actually the question you guys had. So with two people, how we write, literally how we write, and um, this is we're not being paid by Google to say this, but we both have a Google account. Yes. And we literally log on to Google. Google Docs. Yeah, specifically. Google Docs. And we take turns setting scenes or doing dialogue so it's almost like playing tag in a way yeah um so you hear sometimes about collaborative writers exchanging chapters yeah i'll write a chapter you write a chapter that's not what we do at all if anything the way we separate who does what is by characters point of view yeah so if a character that is largely my creation it needs to be their point of view then I'm setting the scene, and it's from that character's point of view. But even when it's in a character's I'm writing or that Sterling's writing, the other person is still there writing the dialogue for the other characters in the scene. Or the or, actions. Or the actions or something like that. It's a really, it's really very collaborative writing. 
Yeah, I almost think that if I wrote chapter A and you wrote chapter B and I wrote chapter C, you and I are not homogenous enough that it would flow. It would be highly noticeable. It'd be like, well, these are two different books. (laughs) Yeah. um, Because we have really different writing styles. I know. And it's only through, like, editing and everything that starts to blend them together. Yes. Um, And so if you ever have a moment where you're like, wow, this seems like two different voices, that would be an accurate observation. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it works. Especially when you're writing from characters with different POVs. Because when you're reading a book that has characters with different POVs, you want each character to have their own voice. And we do that in part by having Having our own voices (laughs) write the characters. So I think that part works out pretty well, but you're right. The I read a chapter, you read a chapter would not work out with us. Our styles are too different. Yeah, there's a writing style thing, and then, like, I would be so much slower. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to throw Liv under the bus here. She types like a T-Rex. Yeah. Like she just uses her thumb, her forefinger, and her middle finger. She just, like, little T-Rex <laughs> arms, and that's how she types. And I use all of the fingers. Um, So I definitely have some typing speed. And it's not even the speed, but Liv also puts a lot more time and thought into what she's going to say and write. And I just kind of hope it works out. Which sometimes it really works out and other times it needs, you know, multiple edits. So there are pros and cons to either side of that coin. Yes. Literally will both be on a Google document at the same time. And sometimes lives at her house and I'm at my house. And when we first started working together, we lived in different states. Um, Now we're lucky enough to live in the same state and within driving distance. And that's really nice. Same city almost. Effectively. Um, But so maybe I'm at my house and lives at her house and we're both writing on the Google Doc. Like the internet is really great for this. And sometimes we're both at her house and sometimes we're both at my house and we're sitting next to each other. Which um, it also has pros and cons. pros and cons. We can distract each other by talking too much. Um, yeah. But it also means that we're not sitting alone in a dark room by ourselves. And I would say that for anybody who's thinking about trying a collaborative writing project, it's a lot more fun. Yeah, you <laughs> aren't way. alone. Yeah. A lot of the webinars and podcasts and advice columns that you and I have kind of run across about writing. And being an indie author, talk about like having your network and having your group because it can be lonely. And absolutely, if I were home alone writing chapter after chapter, I mean, I would be really lonely, but I'm doing this with my best friend. So So it's nice. So you have company. You do have to compromise. You do have to be willing to let go of the reins. And that might be hard for some creative types because we can be a little controlling sometimes. Yes. And then there's also someone right there, like during the editing phrase and saying, maybe you shouldn't have done this like this. And that can feel like a bit of an attack. Yeah, it can feel like you're getting stabbed in the gut. (laughs) But if you can let go of the reins, like we're talking about when Liv writes her character's point of view, which I don't mind everybody knowing, Liv predominantly wrote Deleth, who is arguably... Everybody's favorite character because she's awesome. <laughs> In Vassal, our book that's available on Amazon. Right? Yeah. Small plug. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to a point where Liv trusted me enough and I knew Delith well enough that if we were writing a scene from uh, a different character's point of view or Delith's point of view and I, I was going to do a little bit of action or something like that, I could guess accurately what Dallas would think or feel and I could add that little piece in 
Um, so it's kind of like we each have characters that we're predominantly in charge of. However, we share them in the extent that when we're writing a scene together, I am not going to be frustrated if Liv plugs in a little bit of what she thinks Inyo is feeling. And if I'm like, no, Inyo's not feeling that at all. Um, then it's like, okay, uh, what is she feeling? And yeah. then we just go from there. We go from there. But um, I think we do that a lot now, especially with the new stuff. With the newer characters. We've been together longer. Yeah, our writing styles are a little bit more homogenous than oh they my used God. to be. I'm losing my individual voice. Oh, <laughs> but we need to talk about the rest of our process. So we wrote the book. Exciting. Yay. <laughs> that was the fun part. Now, the next thing we do is what's basically a rewrite. We go through the entire book. Chapter by chapter. We read it aloud to each we other. We read it out loud to each other. And we make plot changes. We make POV changes. We fix. We make things sound prettier. Yeah. <laughs> so that process usually takes about as much time as writing the book does. No. Maybe well, not quite as long. It depends. It depends. Yeah. Um, it's more tedious, so it feels longer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. For that one, we either have to be together in a room or we do a Zoom call. Yeah. Because the reading out loud specifically is really important. Yes. It allows you to catch a lot of things that you might read over otherwise. Your brain would just kind of catch for you. Yeah. Like true. your brain, if you're a, an avid reader, which I would say Liv and I are, we both read outside of what we write. Quite a lot. A yeah. lot. Yeah. Your brain will just fix things for you and you won't even realize that you spelled what with a Q, you know? Yeah. But if you are reading aloud, you're much more likely to catch those errors. So we'll take turns reading it aloud to each other, flow, dialogue, so on and so forth. Yeah. And we rewrite, not the whole thing, but we find areas that simply could be better. Sometimes we'll rewrite a whole chapter. Sometimes we'll just edit a chapter. Sometimes mm -hmm. we'll add things. We have a whole... Like a Google document just of deleted chapters. Yeah, deleted yeah. chapters and or we've gone, you know what? We just didn't do a great job setting this area. We didn't make it clear that yeah. this is how magic works. And so let's plug in. Let's find a good area to plug in a, a better explanation so the readers are clearer on how this works. So we rewrite, we edit, and or we add. Yeah, there are there were a few scenes, especially in Basel, that we rewrote so we rewrite, we edit, we add, we take out. When we finish that, we have another editing round. Yeah, through. which this is like editing. Just proofreading, just for grammar, and it is a pain. Oh my gosh, we both hate it so much. It's, it's most pretty exhausting rough. Thing to it's do. mentally tedious. It's not rewarding. No. Well, I guess it's rewarding because you're producing like a clean document. But yeah, clean. Some of us are sloppier than others, and we don't. <laughs> Sterling. We don't care about commas. We're like, the reader will get it. It'll be fine. And then um, Liv's like, no, it has to look right. Blah blah blah. So when you're reading our books and you go, this is such a nice well-formatted, beautiful book, that's like mm, 87% Liz. <laughs> like, Sterling would not. No. She you would, would not you would put just that publish out. It. I would just publish it. You would get some janky text, but it would be <laughs> very dynamic and dramatic. Yes. There would be like 40 exclamation points per... <laughs> per page. Yeah, per page. <laughs> uh, when we first started writing, we used to bargain with exclamation points. I'd be like, if I can delete this adjective... You can have an exclamation point somewhere in the next mm, 20,000 words. 
<laughs> it was a process. There's things yeah. that you're going to enjoy writing and doing in the process, and there are going to be things that you think this is terrible, and if I had more money, I'd pay someone else to do it. Yes, <laughs> we probably would. The grammar process else. would probably be paying someone else, but... Maybe we uh, will. One day we will get to a point where that may or may not happen. Yes. <laughs> so we grammar it, and after we grammar the Myrna out of it, we send it to our beta readers. Uh, our beta readers are a select handful of people that have signed non-disclosure documents, and they get the book, they, Yeah, they get it. And they have a certain amount of time to read it and give us their edits. And, and it's been really helpful. It's been extremely helpful. They yeah. Their edits are not just like, you're missing a comma. You're missing a uh, period. Oh, did you mean this word, that word? Like, that's really helpful, but also for clarity. Yeah. What do you mean? Where are they going? Oh, wow. We completely neglected to tell them that they're going to the temple or something like that. Or we completely neglected to tell them how they got to this point. Yes. <laughs> or um, what was it in Vassal? There's this whole sentence that it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to our uh, beta reader, Joseph. Yeah. Um, he straight up sent us an uh, his feedback. And he was like, page 247, line 8. This? Is this English? <laughs> and no, it wasn't. It was but just nobody this, else had caught it. It was just a string of words that were in English. So so our grammar didn't our grammarly didn't catch it. Yeah. Word document our proofreading software. None of that caught it because it was technically words. <laughs> and our brains just fixed it. <laughs> and that's the whole point. Your brain will just be like, oh, this is missing an is, a two, and a four. So we'll just put it in for you. And so one of the most messy lines in our entire Vassal series. And Joseph caught that and he was like, is this English? I don't yeah. know what it, it would have come. It would have been published. Otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah. So we get our beta readers feedback and they tell us parts that they loved, parts that they just, ugh, that was terrible, but in a good way or a bad way. And their guesses. It. And we kind of make tweaks as needed based on yeah. the what the beta readers have told us if if something's too clear it's too obvious that this guy's the bad guy and we were trying to make that hidden then maybe we'll edit a little make him subtler or um they get really really blindsided by something that maybe they shouldn't have been blindsided by okay we need a little more foreshadowing yes we don't want our readers to be like really mad at us <laughs> yeah. we want them to be a little mad at us like a little annoyed I like think, maybe a little uh, like an emotional devastated. yeah like i don't mind if you guys cry but i don't want you to be confused yes like, that's the point you yeah. can cry but you have to understand what's going on yeah you have to understand why you're crying yes so that's our last round of edits uh we get back the beta reader stuff mm-hmm. um for this next book series we're thinking of doing both alpha and beta readers yeah because it's more epic fantasy, there's more stuff to take into consideration. We want some sensitivity readers. So maybe before all of our big major edits, we'll send offs to alpha readers and get some extra feedback. But typically it's beta readers, last edit, and then submission to Amazon. Yeah. There's some other stuff that goes into it, like formatting, formatting and, and covers. But that's not really the writing process. Yeah. That's so just we can, we can do that's all the that publishing stuff. process. But specifically writing, if the meat and bones of it was we write on Google Documents, we co-write. Yeah. We literally pass it back and forth 97.5% of the time we're on the document at the same time. Yes. Occasionally I'll get on and I'll set a scene and then I'll go 
to the gym or something like that. And then Liv will come back and she'll respond to that scene. And so you could do it technically with more distance between replies, right. but we, we rarely do that. We yeah. usually write at the same time. It makes it really fast. We wrote Vassal in, what, three weeks? Yeah, <laughs> fast. Took, yeah, it took quite a bit of editing after that. But. Yeah, it was a little, a little choppy. Well, you know, Vassal was a product of the quarantine lockdown. Oh, yeah, that's true. We were genuinely all stuck in our homes with not a lot to do. Some of us weren't able to work, so we didn't have some income. And it was kind of the choices were stress out about money or do something productive. Or find a writing partner, establish a business, and start publishing books. Yeah, (laughs) which I feel like, you know, a lot of people did during COVID. Probably, Extremely common. Yeah. Um, That's going to be the next meme. Like, (laughs) the COVID thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) So, basically, that is our writing process um, between two authors. Thanks for joining us on our first podcast. Uh, we hope that it will be one of many. Yeah, we have Maybe lots of questions. Yeah, we'll take some time to answer one or two of you guys' questions. Don't forget to follow us, though, on Instagram at LSFables or on Spotify. And if you want to join our newsletter, you can contact us through LSFables.com. Yep, and there are, will be more information on our books, and both Instagram and um, our, website. our website. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, guys, have a fantastic day.